And tonight, it's about UNC basketball. Let's go. Page into the front court with four seconds. Page to the rim. Got, got it, good. got it. Nine tenths of a second to go. The black, the tie, 18. Shot, Jordan, Michael Jordan, 14 seconds. Too strong on the shot. That's it. 2017, the Tar Heels are the national dadgum champions. Hello, welcome to the Tar Heel Show. My name is George, also known as the British Tar Heel. I'm your host. Today, I am joined by two-time NBA champion, North Carolina Tar Heel, James Michael McAdoo. How you doing, bro? Hey, George. Hello, the British Tar Heel. Also. <laughs> thank you for having me on the show, man. May, thank you so much. It's been a long time coming. I think we connected last summer, but your schedule has been manic. Um, the Japanese league over there is a manic schedule. So it's an honor to speak to you today. Thank you for your time. Um, what we're going to do today is we're going to kind of go from, we're going to look through your career. We're going to be looking at your, from your high school to time at Carolina to your time in the pros. And then we're also going to be looking at, um, the current guys kind of chat about how it's been going the first few games as well and it's going to be questions from myself and also from fans who have sent questions in so not just me also the Tar Heel Nation as well does that sound good yep awesome man let's do it mate awesome so we're going to go all the way back to Norfolk Christian all right and so well even before then actually well you grew up you grew up a Tar Heel um, not people don't know that, but you grew up a Tar Heel basically because your dad lived not too far away from Chapel Hill. Is that right? Correct. Yep. Where where yep. else did he grow up? So my dad grew up in uh, Ethlin, which okay. nobody's heard of. <laughs> so maybe you've heard they maybe they've heard of Medbin. Okay. Bain. If they haven't heard of Medbin, it's right next to Burlington. So okay. everybody knows where the outlets are off the of Highway 40. My dad's from right over in that area. Right from there. So yeah. he was a Tar Heel fan. Yeah, yeah, my whole, my whole entire all the McAdoo's Tar Heel faithful. So you know, just growing up, um, you know, obviously that was his dream school as a young as a young kid growing up. He always wanted to go to UNC Chapel Hill. Um, he ended up going to Old Dominion, yeah, playing basketball there. Um, and then my family, my family stayed in Norfolk. But you know, like just growing up, always going down to see my dad's side of the family, you know, and obviously Carolina's Carolina. There's yeah, of course. No schools that are better than that, you know. Um, so just growing up, just loving it, loving everything about UNC and just, you know, the Tar Heels. Yeah, so you were, at Norfolk Christian, you were number six player in the nation. Like, you probably had offers, or I saw your offers, you're from Georgetown, Florida, um, Wake Forest. Who else offered you as well, officially? Um... I mean, Florida, I think you said, Texas, um, okay, like UVA. Yeah. Um, I never I never wanted to go to Kentucky, so I never even, like, let them recruit me, if, I guess yeah. you could say it like that. Same thing with Duke. Like, I never had any real interest in going there, so I never even helped my recruitment to them. Um, but, you know, for the most part, those, you know, the, like the schools I listed previously, that was basically it. Yeah, and being a Tar Heel fan as a kid, 
how easy was it to make that decision when North Carolina offered it to you? It was, I mean, for the biggest part of it for me, like my recruiting was, I didn't want to just go to Carolina because I was a fan. So it was really tough because obviously everybody in my family, they didn't say that they wanted me to go there, but I knew like everybody wanted me to go to yeah, UNC Chapel Hill. So, I mean, for me, it was easy. I just wanted to see what was else, see what else was out there. You know, I visited uh, University of Florida. You know, I had been to UVA's campus. I was familiar with them. Um, you know, I had talked to other schools like Texas. I never visited. But, you know, like once I kind of talked to those schools, you know, and felt like I was ready to make a decision, it was an easy choice, you know, yeah, because, I mean, I had been to UNC so many times before I even committed, you know. Yeah, I'm sure your dad was also like, hey, I'm sure you want to be a Tar Heel. I'm sure he's just pushing yeah. it a little bit subtly. For sure. For sure. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> okay, mate, brilliant. So, well, I've got another question. I've actually got a question here straight away from one of the fans. Yeah. And it is, um, uh, it's, in this, it's in a group chat. I mean, it's actually called the Heels House group chat. It's a group chat cool. ran by uh, B Dot, who was the host of Late Night, and Kiera Luck, who's a great journalist. And there's a load of Tar Heel fans in there. And I said that you were coming on the show. So I've got Ryan there from this Heel House chat. And he, he says, Bob McAdoo is probably one of the most underrated superstars to come out of UNC. Uh, probably the least talked about superstars to come out of UNC. What was your relationship with him growing up? And how did yeah. that affect you being a fan and also signing for Carolina? Yeah. So I will also speak on that. Like, he definitely is one of the most underrated. I think he's appreciated. I think he could be appreciated more, honestly. Yeah. Um, you know, the NBA just released the, you know, 75th anniversary team. Yeah. He was on that team, yeah. you know. Yeah. He's a Hall of Famer. He's won national, you know, he's won, you know, multiple NBA championships, yeah. scoring type, um, which is pretty cool. You know, yeah. it's really, as a, to, to, to know him and, you know, to have to share the same last name is really cool. But as far as my relationship, so I don't really – I mean, I call him my uncle. He's my dad's second cousin. Yeah. So I don't even know if that means, you know, if somebody's your dad's second cousin. I don't think that means you call him your uncle. But, you know, yeah. you got uncles and people that you of call, course. you know. Yeah. You got <laughs> so, uh, but, I, you know, I've met him throughout the years. I hadn't really, uh, I didn't really, he didn't play a factor in my recruitment. He didn't call okay. me, you know. But my dad and my mom, obviously, uh, they were close at, at one point in time when my family, my mom and my dad lived out in LA when he was playing for the Lakers after, you know, my dad had went to uh, college and obviously my mom went to the same university ODU. They moved out, lived in LA. He was playing for the Lakers, you know, the Showtime Lakers with yeah. uh, you know, Magic and, you know, James Worthy. Um, so they used to give him free tickets. Oh, wow. So nice. my, dad and, my dad and my mom used to go to the games um, so they were, they were, they were pretty close. I mean, I don't want to say like, they were like super close, but like, you know, he would throw him tickets to the game. Um, and then just as time went on, my family moved back to the East coast. Um, you know, they've, they've, they probably talk maybe once every couple of years, but okay. yeah. So like I said, he didn't really play a huge role in my recruitment. I met him obviously when I was playing in the NBA, he was coaching for, he was with the Miami heat. I would see him then. Yeah. Um, running to him, you know, randomly, you know, here and there. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. That's 
Like That's it. I know some people like to make it into like a really big story, but I'm like, it's really not. It's really not <laughs> of a relationship. I mean, yeah. yeah. There's someone obviously his family end of the day, someone you've looked sure. up to, someone you respect because of the legacy that he's got. Yeah. And um, I definitely think he is appreciated uh, in the NBA uh, Hall of Fame yeah. and stuff like that. Very much talked about, but uh, I completely agree with what Ryan said that he is one of the most underrated stars when we think back to Carolina history. So, um, all right. Now at the start of the uh, show, Ben, I introduced you as two time NBA champion. I probably could have introduced you with lots and lots of accolades, but that would have added time onto our podcast. But when you were in high school at Norfolk Christian, you had USA basketball player of the year, Jordan co-MVP, McDonald's co-MVP in high school game, Mr. Virginia, Mr. Basketball. You had all these names, labels given to you, awards that uh, you won in high school. And then you came to Carolina to a very talented team, which we're going to talk about in a moment, the 2011-2012 team. Very, very talented. Did you feel that pressure coming into UNC? Um, I don't think, no, to be honest, I didn't really feel much pressure um, coming into UNC. I think once the season started, I kind of started to understand, like, all right, this is, you know, there is pressure here. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I think, you know, making the transition from high school to college and preseason workouts and things like that, um, I didn't really feel much pressure. You know, I, you know, we were the preseason number one team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had, you know, I had great teammates that, you know, I knew what my role was going to be. I knew yeah. I wasn't going to be playing 20, 30 minutes a night. Um, so there wasn't much pressure there. But, uh, you know, Carolina is Carolina. You know, I was there for three years and we didn't win a national championship. So obviously that's not a success. You know, mm-hmm. there's always going to be pressure. But yeah, I was young. A freshman, I didn't really – I don't think I understood it at first. Yeah. But that's when I definitely came to a better understanding. It was – and you, you just said it then. And sadly, as North Carolina fans, particularly, if we don't get to the final four, we see it as a failure. It's just sadly what comes with Carolina. And um, you played in you played in my favorite team of all time. Um, uh, I would say that that was one of my first teams, 2011-2012. Harrison Barnes, Kendall Marshall, John Henson, Tyler Zeller, Dexter Strickland, now yeah. Baden Jackson, yourself, yeah. Leslie. So many amazing guys who everyone believes should have gone all the way. And we could talk on that lots. But I want to know, when you were surrounded by those guys, what was your biggest takeaway or your biggest lesson learned by being surrounded by those talented players at such a young age? Oh, man, that's a tough question. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think it just, you know, I think like any good, talented team, um, that, you know, has a chance to compete for a championship, there has to be some sort of sacrifice involved. And I think that's probably one of the biggest things that, uh, you know, makes Carolina so great. It's like you said, you know, like I had all these accolades coming into Carolina, but the guy sitting next to me in the locker room, whoever it was, he had just as many, if not more yeah. accolades. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And looking around the locker room, once you get there, none of those accolades really matter. You know, they don't win mm-hmm. games. You know, the only thing that matters, you know, is coach would always say the name on the front of the jersey, and that's North Carolina. Yeah, and so I think that was my first time really understanding that, like, okay, you know, some nights it might not be my night to be the scorer or 
do this or do that. But as long as, you know, the team wins, that's the only thing that matters. And I think, you know, I, the longer I was there my freshman year, I, you know, I really came to understand that. Um, and I think that's what Carolina is all about. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's great to see, you know, the, the guys whose jerseys get retired, but I think everybody understands what truly matters and what makes Carolina special is, you know, the big banners. The big banners, exactly. Yeah. Hang another banner. That's what we keep seeing yeah. Coach Davis say, let's hang another banner. So, yeah. Um, no, you're completely right. And you obviously yeah. understood, you understood, you're a Carolina fan, you understood the culture already going yeah. in, which was going to be helpful. Now I've got a question here from Leslie McDonald teammate of that time all right um i don't i don't know the answer to this one um i asked for it and he just didn't give it to me so his question was who always died in conditioning oh (laughs) hey you talk about the transition the rough transition (laughs) not not rough but just like it was a difficult transition for me personally okay from high school to college i had a i had a rough transition with preseason conditioning yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, I wasn't I wasn't quite in the shape I needed to be my freshman year. I learned my lesson. It didn't happen again. But uh, that's one thing about playing at Carolina, man. And that's one thing that I'm thankful. It's like I've never been, you know, I've never had as car as hard as a conditioning, you know, regimen as I did when I was at Carolina. And you learn it once you get there. It's, it's kind of like trial by fire. You just got to yeah, figure it out, you know. And once you learn it, you're a pro at it. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Freshman year was tough. And uh, we had some we had some guys. Shoot, Leslie was an athlete. Baden was yeah. probably one of the most. I mean, his conditioning was I've never seen a guy that could just run, you know, and never he never got tired. Um, yeah. So. But that's funny, Les said that. <laughs> yeah. Was um when you were there, was Jonas there? Yes. Yeah, yeah so was, I, was he your best friend? Was he your best friend you're a freshman or not? Man, he uh you know, I learned a lot from Jonas. I'll just say that. Yeah. <laughs> he so, seems he seems like a really good guy. Yeah. The stuff that you may, you know, when you get to college and you know, you you realize how much extra things you have to do and you know, on top of playing basketball, it's, it's a wake-up call. Yeah. You know, but that's part of being a professional. And I can say it's continuing to help me have success today because I understand, you know, you can't just, you know, show up and play basketball. You got to do, yeah, of course. you know, you got to the weights. You got to be in shape. You got to take care of your body. And I learned that, you know, definitely a lot of that from Jonas and just being around him and the other guys. Mate, brilliant. All right, now yeah. – your time at UNC, you had a lot of dunks. I did actually see the number earlier. You, I think you were sick full time in the Roy Williams era for dunks. Okay. Quick question. Put back dunk or breakaway dunk. What did you enjoy most? Oh, that's tough. I think I used to like the breakaway dunk, you know, yeah. just like whether it was a getting a pass from a teammate or, you know, getting a steal. And then it's just like all you see is yeah. just – Wide open floor, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think you know there was anything um, better than that. I mean, put back dunks are cool and all, but just especially at home, you know, and you know you get that dunk and you know the crowd is gonna go. Cra- you get that steal and you know the crowd is gonna go crazy. That was definitely something I enjoyed. Mate, that's brilliant. I actually have another question yeah. here about steals. Actually, it's got uh, from Steve from Durham, North Carolina, and. Ooh. 
he wants to know how did you perfect the art of stealing the midcourt pass? His friends and himself still call it the James Michael McAdoo steal. <laughs> um, I think it came from honestly in high school we ran like a like a press, so okay. I was always the biggest guy on the team by a lot in high school. So you would think they would just put me underneath the basket, but our coach wanted to play like really fast and up tempo. So we would run like a like a one, two, two press, and I would be at the very top. All right, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And so I would get a lot of steals. And so I think that's, you know, and we did that my like on my whole career at you know for Christian, which I played varsity for like five years. Yeah. So I think just like understanding how to like, you know, read, um, you know, read and react the passes that you know. Also learning how to like bait the defense into thinking you're not going to be ready, you know, like stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Uh, sometimes it works and you get the dunks, but I think, you know, I used to get yelled at a lot because <laughs> when you miss, you know, you leave your teammates up to try. Yeah, of course. So uh, definitely, you know, if you're going to do it, it's one of those things where you got to make sure you get the steal. And I used to get yelled at a lot sometimes when I would miss. Coach was not happy with that. But, uh, <laughs> I was talking uh, to – um. I was talking to Marcus, Marcus Page, a few weeks ago, yeah. and we, one of my favourite plays of his was when he basically jumped out against NC State where he pulled the ball back in, oh, yeah. laid it back yeah. to Leslie, Leslie put it off to JP, and JP dunked yeah. it. And Marcus said the same, like he would go out there and they would try and press from, um, yeah. but sometimes you would just leave yeah. the team and coach would was not happy at yeah. all. No. Yeah. So, okay, have you got a favourite dunk or a favourite shot your time at Carolina? Um, I think probably uh, my favorite dunk I thought about that was uh, my freshman year um, when we played um, Duke in okay. in uh, Cameron, and it was just like it was a put. Obviously, it wasn't a breakaway, but it was a putback dunk. Yeah, so yeah. I guess going against what I said earlier, fine, <laughs> but I think uh, it was in like the first half. I think that game was to decide who was going to be the ACC champion for the regular season. Okay. That was the last game we played at Cameron Indoor. And we just came out, you know, everybody was making shots. But in the first half, somebody missed a shot, and I just went up to, like, the top of the square and got a real nice put-back dunk on a couple of guys. Um, so That's that was always fun. sweet. Was a, always sweet against fresh, Duke. Yeah, like, I was a freshman, and it was just, like, it was just really cool, man. Like, Very nice. Those are things you dream about, you know, as a little kid, doing something yeah. like that. So. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, okay. Now we're we're coming to your we're coming to your junior year, and obviously, yeah. all sorts happened off the court. It was a bit of a all sorts going on that year and everything. But you had a great year yourself. You led the team in rebounds. You had over fourteen points a game. But you already, I've heard you say before, you were already decided that you were going to leave after your junior year. You didn't go to summer school. You were you were planned ahead. You you had in your mind. Million dollar question. This is from Amy from Goldsboro, North Carolina. If you could go back, would you have stayed for your senior year? Oh man, that's tough. It's a million dollar question. It's a hard question. Amy in Goldsboro, yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's tough. Man, uh no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah. change a thing because I've always that's just how I live my life. You know, you make a decision and you just, you know, you gotta go with it. And you know, um, I was young, man. I mean, I was 21, 
Uh, I had no idea what <laughs> the future held. Yeah, obviously looking back, my side is twenty twenty, but uh, I wouldn't have changed a thing. You know, I like I told, like I said before, like I knew I was leaving. I knew that was my last year. I made that decision. You yeah. know, going into my junior year, um, um, I you know I gave it everything I had. I loved it. Um, obviously, you know, didn't accomplish what I would have liked to mm-hmm. have accomplished. You know, um, I think you know everybody from the fans to the coaches to my teammates, you know, will agree, you know, we didn't get to, you know, do what we wanted to do, but uh, at the end of the day, you know, I knew I had left it all out there and I was excited. I was ready, you know, of course. who knows? I mean, sure. It would have been nice to be a senior, no responsibilities, no bills. I would have, you know, but at the same time, you know, um, I got to do a lot of fun stuff that following year playing, you know, of course. in the G League, playing, you know, with the Warriors, winning the NBA championship, living out in the Bay Area. So I definitely wouldn't trade that. But We'll, t- we'll talk more about your pro career in a moment, yeah. but you're right. If you if you stay for your senior yeah. year, there's it, it potentially could be yeah. uh, Jez Michael McAdoo, one-time NBA champion or, or what. Yeah. We don't know. You don't know where yeah, you're going to yeah. fail. You never know. And obviously, mate, it is a hard question for Amy, I know, yeah. but. Um, you can't ever look back at what yeah. could have been all that stuff. You can't have that mindset, yeah. can you? All right. Now, I do want to, we've been going through your career, but I'm going to fast forward us very quickly to this past summer, April 1st, yeah. and uh, Coach Williams retiring. Um, yeah. I say this every episode. Coach Williams, in my opinion, is the greatest of all time. He's one of the greatest men of all time. What When you think back to Coach Williams and James Michael McAdoo, what memory or do you really think back to with your, your guys' relationship? Oh, memory? That's tough, man. Um, I would just say, you know, the fact that he let me be a part of the Carolina family. I wouldn't yeah. say anything specific, but I would just say the fact that, you know, like uh, that they, they recruited me. They gave me an opportunity to yeah. put that jersey on. You know, he could have easily um, – you know, recruit, you know, Carolina can recruit whoever they want to recruit, but, you know, uh, he came to my house, you know, he came to my games when I was in high school, um, you know, and, you know, he gave me an opportunity, Yeah. you know, to, to be a part of, you know, to be a Tar Heel. And uh, so, I mean, I would just say, you know, the, the biggest memory was just, you know, probably the first memory I had, you know, like back to when I officially like, um, you know, not signed there, but when I told him, like, coach, like, I'm coming to Carolina. Nice. You know, um, that's probably one of the biggest, best memories I have, you know, because I was just a kid, man. I was, what, my junior year, and this was probably right after the 100-year anniversary game. Yeah. Um, so we went down there. I'll tell a story real quick. Went down with my family. This is the 100-year anniversary game. This is 2010. They had just won the national championship, um, you know, Tyler Hansborough and all them. So this was going into, you know, the it was a bad year. We can say that. Yeah. Um, but this this is before the year started. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, they had the anniversary game. Everybody's there, you know. Um, MJ and everybody on down. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and I was just a recruit, you know. I was there with my family and just seeing Vince Carter and all these guys, man, guys that I looked up to. Um as a little kid and still do, you know, um, and then, you know, 
the next day, just in my meeting with coach, uh, you know, he sat there and he basically laid out his recruiting pitch to me and my family was there and it was great. You know, the weekend was over and then coach was getting ready to walk us out. And I just right then and there, I asked my parents, I was like, y'all mind if I talk to coach for a second? And then I just told him like, hey, coach, like you don't have to say anything else. Like, I want to be a part of this family, you know, seeing the 100 year anniversary game, seeing, you know, and having been there a couple of times before, like I knew it was the right fit for me. Yeah. And, uh, and I was truly one of the, you know, uh, just one of the most remarkable moments of my life, you know, just as a young kid making that decision on my own, um, not knowing what the future will hold. Yeah, of course. Uh, but yeah, man. So that's it's, probably the biggest thing. It's crazy to think about, isn't it? As you guys are so young, and you do have to make a life-changing decision. Yeah. And um, yeah. it's a, it is a lot of pressure on it. And you do have to be really yeah. careful of what school you decide to go to. But yeah. we say over time, you don't choose Carolina for the three or four years. You yeah. choose Carolina for a lifetime. And you're part of that family yeah. right now. So you've moved to Chapel Hill. Is that correct? Yeah. So um, when I was in the NBA, I never bought a house. We would always just rent wherever yeah. I was playing. When I was in the Bay, playing for the Warriors. And then I played for... Um, Philadelphia for a little bit we lived up there so when I started playing overseas we would just you know a couple months out of the summer we would just rent a townhome apartment um but you know when you have kids <laughs> yeah, of course yeah when you have your girls uh, my wife was like it's time so we mm -hmm. just we looked at a couple different places but we just decided you know for now playing overseas and George I'm only home for you know last summer I was only home in Chapel Hill for like a month and a half. Wow. You know, and vacation and going to see family in Virginia and different places. Um, but it's just, you know, it's somewhere I love. My wife loves it. Uh, will I live there forever? Who knows? But, you know, we just love being there. And, you know, everything about Chapel Hill just fits us. I love being able to go work out up at the gym and see the guys and just, um, you know, that's where me and my wife met. So, it's, you know, ton of memories there. So yeah, we that's where we live, man. So yeah. Mate, mate, that's amazing. Um yeah. I'm a, uh, I love Chapel Hill. I've been I've been a few times. I'm going in January. Hopefully travel restrictions allow it. So yeah. um yeah, I'm excited just to just to get back. It's been yeah. six years since I was wow. last there. So I was coaching at a, uh, one of the camps, uh well quite a few of the camps I was coaching over there. Um and uh yeah, I haven't been for six years. So, yeah, yeah I'm excited just to get back and just yeah. be there because it it's, yeah, it's a very special place. Yeah. I used to always tell my uh, one of my buddies, he would always, that lives in Chabuil, he was always trying to get me to live there. I told him, listen, man, I will never <laughs> be caught dead living in Chapel Hill. <laughs> said, How come? How come you had that opinion? I used to ask, I'm like, why do dudes come, why do dudes live there, you know? Because when you, when you, you know, like when you visit, other, you know, New York, LA, Miami, and like where I'm from in Virginia, yeah. you're like, man, there's so many better places to live than Chapel Hill. <laughs> I used to talk so bad about Chapel Hill. And I lived there for three years. I was a student there. But man, living there, I love it, man. I wouldn't change it for the world. You know, I just love the, the people. Um, you know, obviously, especially the summers, you know, like the students aren't even there in the summers. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's the best time, you know, because it's just there's no, you know, it's just a lot more. It's just quieter. 
um, and just peaceful. And it's just a great, it's a great place to raise a family too. Yeah, of course. Um, so my friend, my buddy always gives me a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, right, ex- I've never experienced it. Not the summer. Cause obviously I only ever yeah. came in the summertime. So yeah. this will be the first time when students yeah. are there. So, um, yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it is. But yeah, I'm excited. All right. Quickly, quick questions about time at Chapel Hill. Rapid fire. Yeah. Where is your favorite place to go eat? Oh, <laughs> I mean, easy answer. Chick-fil-A. You're speaking my language right now. I yeah. actually we don't have Chick-fil-A here. So I have actually had to learn fried chicken is like I call myself a fried chicken enthusiast. I, I yeah. absolutely adore it. And I actually have to make my own fried, uh, Chick-fil-A here. So I've learned oh. the re- I've learned the recipe, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. that's fair, oh. but, but I'm sure there's better places. There's got to be. Yeah. So Chick Fil A, easy answer. I mean, <laughs> me and my wife used to live at Sutton's. Yeah. Sutton's drugstore. I mean, yeah. we used to eat there every day. Yeah, yeah. Every day, man. So that's the place that we always, when we go home in the summer, we always have to go there uh, one or two times. Take our daughters. It just, you know, you just gotta take a trip down memory lane, man, because we were just babies when we <laughs> used yeah. to go there. For sure, so. for sure. No, Sutton's gets brought up all the time. Players always mention yeah. that one. So I yeah. actually, I never got to go to Sutton. So that's a, uh, I definitely want to go check that yeah, out. Definitely. definitely. Um, do you have a favorite place to go drink anywhere? Oh, mm. oh man, college is closed down. The place I used to go to when I was in college. But now I go to the Crunkleton. Okay, yeah. I go to yeah, the yeah, Crunkleton. Yeah. I'm a little older now. Man, I think that's what Ty- I think that's what Tyler said. I think Tyler Hans. I think yeah, yeah, when I saw him, I think he likes that one. It's it's a little more upscale, you know. I can't <laughs> go to some, some of the bars I used to go to while I was in college. I wouldn't go to now. No. <laughs> uh, but you know, you get a little older, you get a little more more. <laughs> you get a little more class and sophistication. That's fair. That's fair. But I used to go there. Yeah. Man, nice. All right. White or blue jersey? What do you prefer? Oh, I liked, uh, to be honest, I was always a fan of being able to wear the white jerseys. Yeah. I feel like I used to always get randomly, like my jerseys would always get just destroyed. <laughs> I don't know if I was always like diving on the ground so much or getting cut up, getting blood and stuff on my jerseys. But I just love those, you know, just playing in those white jerseys, man. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. And final question of this segment here. And this is a question I ask every time. I'm intrigued to see what your answer is. Who do you dislike more, Duke or NC State? Oh, man, that's tough. But I mean, I feel like as I'm at Duke for sure. I mean, yeah, it's tough, yeah. but it's the answer. I mean, it's, you know. Um, I think it's really interesting, actually, because you're very different because you grew up as a Carolina fan. Yeah. And what I speak about yeah. on the podcast a lot, fans say Duke, players usually say NC State. But yeah, you're really. you're different. You grew up a fan, so yeah. I wonder. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Guy. I guess I can see that. Like guys might respect Duke more because of that's, the rivalry. That's usually like, Beyonce. Yeah, 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 yeah. For me, like I remember growing up, like I didn't even know NC State was in the ACC. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they weren't even a, not even a thought. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, they've had don't notice. You know, they've had players. You know, they've had yeah. some success. But you know, like it's just. Carolina is all you think about. Anybody of else course. is like, whatever. Mate, I'm just going to yeah. use that as the promo for this podcast. I didn't even know NC State. <laughs> yes, yeah, I could use that one. Mate, brilliant. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
um now we're going to go we're going to go into your pro career and yep. you had quite a whirlwind of a first year obviously you left uh yeah. college go early you went pro you're undrafted and then you went to yeah. the golden state summer league how yeah. did you mentally stay strong and stay keep the right mindset during that time of leaving early but not getting drafted oof I would say the biggest thing is just like number one thing was my faith, George. Like I'm mm -hmm. a Christian, so like I understood everything. There was a reason behind everything, um, and I just realized, even though you know I left school early, I didn't get drafted. Things <laughs> didn't seem to be going too well. You know, like I was still extremely blessed. Mm -hmm. You know, like I always tried to keep you know um, that perspective. But um, I think on top of that, you know, I've always been a I've always been a hard worker, you know, I like to think so. Mm -hmm. um, I've always, you know, I feel like I've everything I've um, been blessed with, like I've had to work for it. You know, I didn't just, um, you know, obviously I'm 6'9", you know, I got the genes, but, you know, I still had to work on my game to be able to, you know, be the player that I am. Yeah, of course. Um, so I think the biggest thing was just like during that time period was just understanding that, you know, it was a marathon, you know, and this was – uh, the situation, these were the cards I, ha I had been dealt. It was tough, you know, like people always ask me, like, what was that like? You know, and I'm just like, man, imagine like you going to get a job interview, your first job interview, and everybody in the world gets to know if, if you got the job or you didn't get the job. Well, I didn't get yeah. the job. <laughs> yeah, wow. You know, like, I didn't get drafted and I left school and I know, you know, obviously um, everybody has their opinions. But, you know, I made that decision. And like I said, mm -hmm. I knew what came with that decision when I left and I wasn't looking back. So um, I really just, I just put my hard hat on, man. And mm. I just felt like, you know, um, I just had to continue to work and continue to put one foot in front of the other and just do what I had done my whole life, you know, and that's just yeah, of course. Um, continue to just um, be humble and, you know, hopefully something would, you know, something good would come out of it, you know, but this was my first time, you know, as a pro, you know, like I got to figure something out. You know, I don't know what I want to do. You know, I, it was, you know, I was getting calls from overseas. I was getting, um, you know, I had to make that decision. You know, do I want to go overseas and make guaranteed money or do I want to, you know, possibly, you know, this is after summer league, go to a training camp with the Warriors. And if I don't make the team, I'll go to the D league and make, you know, little to no money. Yeah, yeah But yeah. that was tough. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And um, I talk about it a lot. And it's interesting that I've never thought about it in that perspective. So we say about uh, in regards to a situ situation we now social media world where a player yeah. will have a bad game and then people feel yeah. that they have the right to say crap. Yeah. Um, and it's the same as like, well, if you're doing your job and someone's telling you how bad you're doing your job, like yeah. we talk about that perspective. But the fact that how you just said that going to get that job and you never got it <laughs> and having the yeah. world seeing that. I've never thought yeah. about it that way before. And um, yeah, that's definitely that you've got to have a strong yeah. mindset to get through yeah. that. Yeah, so. you definitely have to. I mean, not to say that it wasn't like there wasn't moments where I was just I mean, I'm not gonna say I like broke down and cried by any means, but I was just like, man, boy, this is if this ain't rock bottom, I don't know what it is. Yeah, you know, when you leave college early, you go do all these draft workouts and then you sit there and you just don't hear your name. It's kind of tough, you know, because you don't know what's next, especially yeah, of course. You know, as a young kid, you're 21. I had just got married a couple months ago. 
you know, I'm just like, man, what is next? Yeah. Um, Cause it wasn't, you know, up until that point, everything had been pretty storybook, you know, minus not really winning the championship at Carolina. You know, I had, this was probably one of the first times in my career where I really, um, you know, things didn't go how I would have expected them to go. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, yeah. yeah. You say about like crying and whatnot. I was thinking back to when Gerard, I spoke with Gerard and um, yeah. he said his first year overseas, he said it was like so awful. He had those yeah. first couple of weeks and stuff like that. But yeah. we'll talk more about overseas in a moment. Before that, yeah. 2015 NBA champion, D-League champion, two-time champion in your first season going pro. Looking back on it, not too bad. Um, yeah. 2017 NBA champion. How often, how often do you think, and it's going to sound a really random question, but how often do you think about that you are a two-time NBA champion? Oh, honestly, never. Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't think about it at all. I mean, it, it, I don't at all. I mean, I don't think about it. You know, like I think about my friends, the people that I met, the relationships that I formed, the lessons about, you know, the game of basketball I learned. Um, but in terms of like the actual, champ, you know, being a champion, winning a championship, I'll be honest with you, George. And you can ask anyone around me. I don't think about it. I don't talk about it. Um, I just got one of my NBA championship rings out of a safety deposit box uh, this past summer because we bought okay. our house. Okay, and yeah. My, my guy was like, yo, you should probably just move your ring out of the box into your house. I probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> that's fine, where right. I live, but, <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, yeah, that's a whole nother story. But I don't even, you know, like, uh, I think that's just, you know, um, something I'm, you know, I've learned from my family, you know, growing up. Because, like I said, I think, you know, don't get me wrong, it was such a blessing, and it was thinking back on it, it's like, man, in terms of you know, being an athlete, being a basketball player, that was probably one of the pinnacle moments of my career. But I think about, you know, the people that I met yeah, and you know, the places I got to go, the places that I've gotten to, you know, experience because of that um, more than anything. But, like, I don't really talk about it at all. <laughs> no, mate, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Now, the Carolina family is everywhere. Yeah. And we're now going to talk a little bit about pro career and overseas career. But the Carolina family is everywhere. Harrison Barnes was with you at Golden State. And you had uh, Larry Brown and Dante Calabria when you first went over to Italy. You had yeah. Marcus Page when you were in Serbia. And there's currently four Tar Heels who you'll go up against uh, in the, in Japan this year with yeah. Bryce, Justin Knox, Jawad Williams. So yeah. there's there's a lot of Tar Heels everywhere that you've gone. Yeah. Throughout the year, currently right now, how often do you speak to speak to the guys? How often and who do you speak to most? Um, so yeah, I mean, to your point, they are everywhere, you know, from my time in the NBA to, you know, my time in Europe to my time here in Japan. Um, that has been truly one of the, one of the best things about, you know, going to Carolina is that like, it's not like, okay, you graduate and you're just like, all right, you won't yeah. see any of these guys ever again. You know, my dad always talks about his experience with ODU and just how mine has been so much different where, you know, they invite us back and, you know, they kind of roll out the red carpet for all of their alumni. Um, but I'd say the biggest guy that I talk to the most is my guy, HB, the Black yeah. Falcon. Um, <laughs> funny story. 
when we were in college together for one year, we did not, I don't want to, we didn't like, we just didn't, I don't even have, I have no memories of when I was in college. Okay. Um, and I don't know what it was, uh, but we just, we just didn't, I don't know if we just didn't vibe together. I don't know if like, I just don't know. But when I got to Golden State, he truly became one of my best friends. My and, uh, and we talk once a week. Um, we stay in close contact. Uh, that's like, you know, a real brother. You know, I don't have yeah. any brothers. that are him a real brother. So I, I stay in really close touch with him. Um, and then other guys like Joel James, you know, I talk to him a lot. Um, yeah. Des Hubert, you know, guys that I went to school with. Uh, Marcus, you named him. Um, I, I talk to him pretty regularly. Uh, it's tougher during the season. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Um, just because of time difference and, you know, guys are just so, you know, guys got so much going on. Um, but, you know, that's just, that's life, you know, but it, these are guys that I definitely see and talk to a lot more during the summer, just when things are a little bit more quieter, but it was cool. Cause I got to see Bryce earlier this year, Bryce Johnson yeah. played against him. He's out here. Um, so I talked to him every now and then uh, played against Justin Knox. He said, yeah, yeah, that was um, every week, yeah. So, but yeah, man, this playing in the NBA was crazy just because I feel like it was every night you were seeing another guy, whether it was a coach, somebody in the front office, or um, obviously a player, you know, you were just um, seeing Tar Heels everywhere. So I used to always love that. Mate, that's good. That's great. And, yeah, yeah um, I think that's what I try to highlight on TarHeelAtNational.com is you guys overseas, you do go up against each other every so often. Yeah. Joel James, he's um you just mentioned him. He's obviously he's in Turkey now. He just signed in yeah. Turkey a few weeks ago. He's doing well there. And Desmond is in um Kuwait, is where he Kuwait. is right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I messaged I messaged him the other night um and I heard back from him. I was like, bro, I can't get hold of your stats or highlights anywhere. Yeah. Um they don't they don't record the games yeah. or have a stat. Yeah. So but I think he's enjoying it over there. Yeah. Um so there's so many Tar Heels who you played with yeah. who are making a living from playing yeah. basketball. Now, yeah. we'll talk about overseas. You went to Italy. You played under Larry Brown and Dante Calabria. That was your first experience yeah. going overseas. Uh, you played in Turkey at Besiktas um, in Istanbul, yeah. the biggest city in Europe. Yeah. So that was, that was yeah. an experience, I'm sure. And then, obviously, Absolutely. Serbia, and you were with Marcus Page at Partizan yeah. in Serbia. Talking about Europe first, before we go to Japan, what was your experience like in Europe? How did you find it? Oh man, it was <laughs> playing in Europe for man. I played in Europe for basically a year and a half because of COVID. It was madness, drama. Uh, it was just a whirlwind of craziness. Um, but it was an experience that you know I'll never forget. Put it that way. Yes, man. Um, uh, it was. It was. There was good moments. There was bad moments. Um, I think I ended it on the best note possible, you know. Um, the first year was very difficult um, playing in Italy. My first year, the game there is just so different. Yeah. Uh, so there's definitely, you know, it took me time um, to transition to really understand the game there coming from the NBA and just the, the style of play we, we, we played with here in the United, played in the United States. Um, and we were just – we were awful. Like we were an awful team. <laughs> the team no longer exists. <laughs> like, oh wow! By the end of the year, we weren't even practicing. 
you know, because we knew the team was going to just be dissolved, basically, oh, wow. um, for a number of reasons. Um, and Larry ended up having to leave halfway through the year because of health reasons and just it yeah. was all bad. Um, but my second year going to Besiktas was a lot of fun. The city was amazing. You know, yeah, of course. Um, I will say playing in Italy, Italy is probably my favorite country that I've ever um, lived in, been to. The culture, the food, the people, everything about it is just, uh, I just love it. I loved it. Um, but like you said, playing in Istanbul was just as cool in terms of just a city that's just massive. Um, and playing for a pretty um, interesting club there also. Yeah. Um, and moving halfway through the year to Partizan, which looking back at it, like making the transition from, you know, the NBA to Europe, like Partizan was more along the lines of like what you envision it being like with the fans and the, yeah. the history of the club. Um, not that those other previous clubs I played for didn't have history, but Partizan is just such a rich history mm -hmm. and just, you know, the basketball players that come from that part of the world and, you know, some of the coaches that they've, they've had over the years. And, you know, I was just so thankful, even though I was only there, George, for like two months before COVID happened. Like mm. that was probably for sure. One of the highlights also of my career was getting to play for a team like that. Um, you know, I can't tell you just how crazy the fans are there. Just the passion yeah. that they have. Um, I think they're the best basketball fans in the world. Um, they ride for their team. <laughs> Marcus, Marcus said the so, same thing. Marcus yeah. said the exact same thing. And he actually said, um, who's the biggest rivalry? Belgrade, Red Star, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and he actually said yeah. that's the biggest rivalry game he's ever been to, and he includes yeah. UNC Duke in that. Like, and he yeah. says that's a lot, but yeah. um, saying a I lot. Believe, but... Yeah, it's right there. I mean, I, I would say they're equal. Okay, um, nice. I would say they're equal with that. So, but that speaks to just how yeah, of crazy that rivalry is. So, but yeah, my it it went so fast, man. Like I look back at it, I'm like, man, I was only there for like a year and you know, almost a year and a half. Um, played for three different teams and three just amazing places. You know, Serbia was, um, I really enjoyed my time there. You know, mm. that's a place that I'll probably never go back to. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't see my, I don't see my wife asking to go on vacation <laughs> in Serbia, you know. But so just to be able to experience that, man, was was truly remarkable. Yeah, that's fair. No, that's fair. Um, we talk about overseas drama a lot on this podcast. Um, it happens yeah. quite a lot. So, Anything you feel comfortable saying the most craziest thing? Like, for example, a lot of things, and I try to let the listeners know, yeah. there'll be times where you don't get paid. That that will oh, happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. And stuff thrown on the court, like flares and yeah. lighters and all sorts of stuff. Like, compared to what it's like in the US, um, yeah. overseas is, is a different world. Yeah, it's a different world. Uh, it's just a lot of things as professionals. I don't care if you're a professional, you know, uh, stockbroker, professional yeah. basketball player, whatever, you know, you cut grass, certain things in terms of like, if I work for you, you're my employer, yeah, certain things are expected that just don't quite make it on the list when you play overseas basketball. Yeah. Wow. Um, you know, from that was probably the hardest thing for me when I got there was just like, wait a minute, we didn't get paid today, fellas. Why are we practicing? <laughs> like, yeah. Wow. And, you know, just, you know, obviously you're always in the minority, you know, mm -hmm. um, you're in their country, you know, 
Um, you don't speak the language. Uh, they kind of have you in a predicament. What are you going to do? Just hop on a plane and go home. Yeah, you know, wow. you, you have to play, you know, um, most, most of the time. So that was probably one of the most difficult things um, that happened. You know, that, that took some time to get used to. Thankfully, you know, I don't, um uh, experienced that at all here in japan yeah um, lesson um but yeah it's definitely uh it's definitely the wild wild west over there you know uh, you gotta watch what you say you gotta watch everything you do because mm -hmm. everything is scrutinized you're under a mac you're under a microscope over there um unlike anywhere else i've ever played you know yeah wow so yeah there's definitely i mean i got hundreds of stories but <laughs> <laughs> save them for another time we'll save them for another yeah. time may no like i worked in um i worked in italy for a bit actually and uh, i was yeah. coach i was coaching over there i was coaching right down the south and uh i felt and and it's completely fair it's our country but um language wise i i i, I was ignorant and i well i got told that yeah people speak yeah. english that nah, didn't happen at all and i was yeah. I, ha I had a translator everywhere I went yeah. and um, had to learn Italian very, very quick. Yeah. Um, so it's a, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a beautiful country though. Like it's one of my favorite countries as well. Like yeah. I do hope to, I, I would like to get out there again uh, this coming year when travel restrictions allow it. So, yeah. um, all right. Now you mentioned it, Japan coming to Asia and a lot of players do go to Asia because of that security blanket, because it is a nicer place to play, but also, the level of basketball is actually really, really good as well. Uh, yeah. Out in Asia, very, very high standard of basketball too. Now, you are at the Hitachi Sun Rockers. Is yeah. it, do I say that right? Is it Hitachi or? Yeah, just Hitachi. I, don't, I think you can say either way. Hitachi. Hitachi. Okay, yeah. fair. And you've been there two years now. You're in your second year, correct? Yeah. And right. you're you're playing really well. So over 21, I think you're 21.1 points per game at the moment. You are uh, over 8.9 uh, rebounds a game. You lead the league in steals. Well, you did last weekend. So when I checked last weekend, you were leading the league in steals. You're a top five scorer. You're having a great season um, in there as well. Your Another thing I want to talk about very quickly is your teammate, Ryan Kelly. He's there, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah Ryan, last year and again this year. That's why I yeah. thought you both signed again this year. He played last yeah. year. Last season, UNC sweep Duke. How much talk did you <laughs> give him? Man, you know what's funny? We don't even talk about it. No, me really. Me and Ron are both super just laid. Like he's laid back. He doesn't. Okay. He doesn't throw it in your face. I mean, we talked about the game, um, but uh, yeah, we didn't. I don't think we made any kind of bet. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we obviously both we talk about you know what's going on with his program and what's going on with Carolina and just you know. Um, you know, getting to know, you know, just hearing some of his stories about Coach K has always been really cool because I haven't really of course. ever had any, you know, Duke teammates that have told me much about, you know, their experience there. So, but yeah, he's a great guy, great guy. Um, great to get to know him and his beautiful family. And he lived, like, it's crazy. Before I even came here, he lives uh, right up the road from me. He lives in Raleigh. Okay. So it, he's, he's been a huge help to me making my trend when I, you know, still – had to make my transition here yeah of course and yeah. even though he is a dookie he uh um, yeah. he uh he had a great season last season like he was yeah. he played very yeah. well very well you yeah. both played very well last year so yeah. do you when you're out in japan 
um obviously you're you're currently you're you're by yourself your wife and kids are yeah. back home in carolina how when was the last time that you got to see them so they left uh man they left about three weeks ago it was okay. right before we had a game we they left on a friday and then we were leaving to go play that weekend um so that was about uh i think like a week before yeah uh halloween which was the 31st okay yeah yeah, yeah. So, and um and then so when's the next time you're going to, to see him again so that's the thing man you just you never know um with kids you know with living in a foreign country um you know it's that's probably one of the hardest things is the older my kids get the harder it is you know to mm. to number one to say goodbye but yeah, to also rip them up from our house in chapel hill so my daughter's and you know she just started pre-k um chick-fil-a is there <laughs> you know <laughs> it's just hard you know it gets it gets hard, harder um and uh so i'm hoping they'll come back like our season well our last regular season game is in May. Playoffs mm-hmm. will run to the end of May. So um, I'm hoping they'll come back, you know, January, February, um, stay a couple months. Um, last year, they left around March, and then I just kind of did the last couple months by myself, which was tough. So I'm hoping this year I'm like, okay, you can, you know, please just come back a little later so y'all can stay with me <laughs> to the end of the year because it gets, it gets real, you know, it can get real lonely, man. You got to yeah, think bet. we can only, you can only practice so much, you know, you go to yeah. the gym for, you know, three, four hours and then you got just a lot of free time. And I mean, I'm not complaining by any means, but, yeah, of course. Uh, you know, a lot of Netflix um, trying to, you know, I probably should start reading a little bit more, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's a lot of time, but that's, you know, that's one of the things that comes with, you know, playing basketball overseas. Yeah, 100%. Is there guys that you hang out with? Are some of the Americans you hang out with more or the Japanese players? Um, so there's obviously the language barrier with some of my teammates, but some of them I do hang out with um, mm-hmm. outside of, um, you know, practice. You know, thankfully, the Americans, we live right next to each other. Nice. Um, but we see, you know, we get to see each other and we'll go grab a eat, grab something to eat and hang out. But um I mean, it's, it's kind of tough, you know, because it's like you see each other all day. That's fair. So sometimes you just want to kind of vet, you know, be by yourself uh, in like a weird way. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I got I got great teammates this year. Ryan, like you mentioned, Ryan, he's a you know super down to earth guy. And uh, Josh Harrelson, who played at yep. Kentucky way back in the day. <clears throat> great, great teammates, which which makes it so much easier. You know? yeah, of course. He's having a great year, Harrelson, as well, actually. He's playing very yeah. well. How many, yeah. and um, just for the listeners to know, how many, uh, how it works out with international players in the B League? So how does it work? How many are you allowed? Yep. So every team can have three, we're called imports, which okay. is basically anybody that doesn't have a Japanese passport. Yeah. So our team is three Americans. For the most part, it's all Americans. I think there's a couple guys from um, Europe here um maybe a couple australians here um so every team like i said can have three imports and then but only two can play on the court at one time so um ryan's been hurt um this year so it's just been me and josh so me and josh are the only 
Josh got hurt our last game, I was the only import, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sometimes – so it's really just it, – it just depends on some team. Most teams have three imports. Some teams, you know, with injuries, you know, you, like ourselves, we're down to two. Yeah, um, but, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. The competition is good. You know, you got – the imports are all, like, really – like I said, high-level guys. I mean, look yeah. at our team. You have three former NBA players. There's a lot of former, you know, guys that played really, really high level. Mate, nice. No, yeah. it's a really, it's a really, really good standard. And I try to, I try to get your highlights out on a Twitter as much yeah. as possible to get people to see, yeah. see it over there. So, um, no, like exciting year ahead. You were playoffs last year, and you're set, yeah. for, set for playoffs again. Well, obviously, really early yeah. in the season, but. Um, yeah. And kind of a schedule works. You do back-to-back games against the same teams on the weekends. Is how it works, right? Yeah, so that's the only – I mean, I'm used to it by now, but that's probably one of the more – definitely one of the more uncommon things about the league is, uh, you know, this past weekend we played in the away game at Hiroshima. Mm-hmm. We played at 1 o'clock on Saturday, turned back around, played the exact same team, 2 o'clock on Sunday, you know, like – um, you know, home games we play typically we'll play at like 7 p.m. Yeah. Um, and we turn back around and play at like 3 p.m. the next day. So it's definitely a quick turnaround. That yeah, game on Sunday is a lot. It's more mental than physical because yeah. you're just like, <laughs> man, I'm so tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're playing on but, Christmas Day as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, we play on Christmas at home, which is nice. Yeah. Um, the weird thing about us, though, is we don't. So we're the Shibuya, we're the Shibuya Hitachi Sunrockers. So yeah. Shibuya is in down, down Tokyo. It's basically like if you live in the United States, it's like the Manhattan of New York City. Okay. It's like where everything is. Wow. Um, but we don't live there. That's the only thing. We live like about a 40, it's like an hour drive, 40 minute train ride outside in, in a little town called Kashiwa, which is nice. It's still considered the city. But um, uh, we always say whenever we go into Shibuya to play our games, like, man, it'd be so sick to live here. <laughs> I um, Yeah, it seems like an amazing, like, place that you're in Tokyo. Yeah. Never, never been to Tokyo, but it seems like a, yeah. quite oh, a surreal man. city. Yeah, definitely got to visit. It's one of those places where I was, you know, I've always been a huge fan of Japanese culture, right. um, Japanese art. Uh, <clears throat> you know, so being able to come here and live here, I think that's yeah, another thing that people don't really understand is like when we go to play in these countries, like we live, we don't like, we're not, you know, tourists, you know, like I could take you right back to where I lived in Torino, Italy. Yeah. You yeah, know, nice. I could, I could take you right back to where I lived in, you know, Istanbul, nice. you know, in the little neighborhood I lived in. And we really get to see and appreciate the culture and just the people here. Yeah. Talking about the people and the culture very quickly before we end the pro career. Yeah. Last season, I saw a photo of you on a hagen ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Does that yeah, stuff happen yeah. often? Like you're just face on billboards out in Tokyo or anything? Yes. So that's <clears> probably one of the cooler things with our team being right there in Shibuya. We get a lot of cooler sponsors. Like we got a really cool G-Shock, custom G-Shock watch. Nice. You know, nice. last year uh, with our name, number. Um, Haagen-Dazs is one of our main sponsors. And to someone that has a sweet tooth like me, <laughs> that like music to my ears. We got free ice cream. We got like a whole fridge 
of free Hagen Dazs ice cream. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty. You you have to see where we play to truly appreciate it. Yeah, like fact. it's literally like if there was a basketball gym right there off of Times Square, you know, with all the billboards and the lights and the taxis. I mean, we pull up and we play right there. I mean, one thing that people might know is the Shibuya Scramble Crossing. It's like the biggest, craziest crosswalk. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People might have seen it. Yeah, you yeah, might have yeah. seen pictures of it. It's like five crosswalks all intersecting. That's literally where we play, like right oh, there. Wow. You can see that from wow. where we play. Um, I mean, it's, it's it, you just got to see it to appreciate it. It's like you play in Times Square pretty much, then. Yeah, pretty much. That's what I pretty tell much. people, man. That's really yeah. what it is. All right. Okay. I was about to end your going to your, uh, finish your pro career, but I do actually want to ask a question quickly because you mentioned it then, Sweet Tooth. Okay. Italian food, Turkish food, Serbian food, Japanese food. Where, where are you ranking it? Well, don't just oh, not no. in order, but number one. Yeah. Oh, where am I ranking it? Uh, I'm going to go, I mean, no question, Italy, <laughs> numero uno for sure. Of course. No, com- of like, course. no competition. No, like zero competition, <laughs> like not even close. Like Italian food, by far the best food in the world. Um, number two, I would say uh, Japanese food. I really yeah. enjoy the food here. Uh, I'm a huge, like I grew up on seafood, so it's a little different here. It's not deep yeah. fried. Okay, yeah. People in North Carolina on the East Coast, but yeah. it's still, it's extremely fresh. It's extremely fresh. Um, the sushi is ridiculous. Um, number three, I love the food in Turkey, you know, yeah. like it's, there's not a huge variety, but like just, um, you know, some of the steaks and the chicken that you can get there, the way they cook it. Amazing. Um, and lastly, Serbia, sorry, Serbia, <laughs> <laughs> Serbia, but I will tell you, Serbia had the best, uh, McDonald's. Their okay. McDonald's no. <laughs> what made <laughs> it so good? And they spoke English. They spoke yeah, French. Right. So when, when yeah. I came there from Turkey, I got there and I remember like we were just, we have, you know, like people got to understand, like when you come to these, when you move to these foreign countries, you know, you just, you don't know. You don't know. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, walk, yeah. Into, walk into some of these restaurants here in Japan. I can't read Japanese. I can't read uh, Serbian, you know? Yeah, of course. So sadly, I mean, you got to go with what you know. Yeah, cheeseburger, <laughs> chicken nuggets. And it was, it was, uh, it, it always hits the spot, man. And it's, I mean, it's not good, but it's, they, it's a little bit better than the McDonald's back in the States. Yeah. Well, that's fair. That's so, fair. I remember yeah. working, I remember working in Italy and I would say, go out to dinner by myself. So yeah. I was trying, trying to order, but no one spoke English. So I was trying to, yeah. I could remember Uno Margarita. That was easy. Well, yeah. I got that. I got that fine. Coca Cola. Yeah. Done. Easy. Yeah. And then they offered me yeah. water and I don't do sparkling water. And I was like, yeah. and I just I yeah. complete, completely got the wrong one, got sparkling. I was gutted. But um, well, I told you, I told you we went to, I told you we came to London. We went to yeah. London my first year. You want to know why we really went to London? Well, to get food. My wife wanted to go to the Shake Shack. In London. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I want to go to the Shake I was like, let's go. <laughs> right. All the way to London yeah. just for that. <laughs> That's the first place we went to. And we wanted to speak English. Course, we wanted yeah. to go. That was two two requirements. We wanted to go to. We love Shake Shack. Like there's a Shake Shack here in Tokyo. That me and my wife. Yeah. We go into all the time. We take our daughters. That's just like nice. a little treat. I think we got, we got Shake Shack in in my city as well. Actually. Okay. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So, 
uh yeah mate sometimes you just yeah you just need that food i, I definitely went mcdonald's yeah. when i was in italy as well i definitely yeah. just i just needed it so yeah mate brilliant all right we are now going to come to we're going to kind of round this podcast up a little bit we're going to talk about the current guys now yeah. time time difference wise so your time difference is quite crazy for example we started this podcast today 6 a.m my time um just to yeah. try and work out how we can do it for you so you are 14 hours time difference away Eastern time from yeah. Chapel Hill to Tokyo. So basically a normal game, which starts at 7 PM there will be starting at 9 AM your time. Yeah. How often do you get to watch the games? Um, I haven't been able to watch any of their games. Okay, um, yeah. I should have been able to watch the one yesterday. Um, college of Charleston. Yeah. Yeah. I dropped the ball and I was watching. I think I was watching the uh, Warriors play. Okay. I was watching okay. The Warriors. I totally dropped the ball <laughs> and I turned back to their game, uh, which I'm glad. I'm glad they won. But yeah. what I do is some something on YouTube is like your best friend when you live overseas because you know you can watch basically a condensed version of all the games. Yeah. Of course. So that's all I do, and there it's usually like 15 minutes long, and you can really, it's really almost better than watching the game because you just see it's just all the action. Yeah, of course. Uh, so I watched. I watched. Um, I haven't watched. They haven't put the. At least last time I checked, they haven't put the one for College of Charleston up yet. No, nah, only like two minute highlights. That's all. This yeah, that's all. I saw. See, you know, just like me. Yeah, but I watched the one for Brown. I watched that one, uh, which was because that was a barn burner. I was like, man, this is. Yeah, <laughs> those guys were literally hitting everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was like ninety four. So we got yeah. Uh, 94-87 was Brown game, yeah. and um, yeah, that was a that was a heck of a game as well. Yeah. Um, obviously, 94 again, 94-83 against Charleston, uh, yeah. so that was good. I've only seen so that game was at like one thirty in the morning, um, my yeah. time. So I ended up watching the next day. I ended up watching a um, made this horrible bootleg stream of like somebody <laughs> like someone's recorded yeah. something. It was like the worst grain thing. Yeah. I was trying to watch it. It was <laughs> horrific. And then I just watched the highlights. Um, I mean, obviously, with 83, 67 Loyola. So we're scoring yeah. a lot of points, like a lot yeah. of points. What uh, Before the season started, what were you kind of expecting? What were you wanting to, to see? Um, I mean, it's Carolina. They're always going to score, you know. So yeah, yeah. I never – I think the biggest thing was just seeing how the guys were going to match, you know, bringing in, uh, you know, not only a brand-new coach, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, also bringing in a couple – transfers um that are very talented you know yeah and then just seeing how they were going to fit with the new guys not new guys but you know just the guys that are returning sorry yeah Uh, that was probably the biggest question mark that i had uh thus far you know like we i think you know on paper we are a you know final 14 um Mm -hmm. but i think it's all about just you know seeing how these pieces are going to fit together and you know, guys accepting their roles and just everyone buying into what, you know, HD is, you know, telling them. Yeah, of course. So thankfully, you know, it's resulted in, you know, wins thus far. I think our first big test will be Purdue on whenever this, they play. This Saturday. We've got a big, yeah, this, yeah, this podcast should come out before then. So this yeah. Saturday we've got Purdue, which are yeah. ranked number six and number six. If we yeah. win that, we'll likely play Villanova because it's Hall of Fame tip-off. Yeah. We'll play Villanova the day after. So that's our first real, real challenge. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
for sure. Who's impressed you so far? So what you've seen? Um, I thought um, Davis was it, was it RJ Davis? RJ, he had yeah. A, he had a huge game. Um, I think he's been. I, I haven't seen this the box score. I, I know Caleb had a good game against College of Charleston. He did, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think uh, Mondo has been obviously he's been himself. Who I, I, I you know, he hasn't surprised me. I mean, I, you know, obviously, yeah. I, I'm everybody knows how talented he is. Um, so, but I, I'm, I'm super happy for him to be having the success um, that he's having. I think Mondo uh, just had a career game. So Charleston was a career game for him. So he had career really? high, okay. career high, and career blocks. So he had a great, yeah. great game, Charleston yeah. game. Yeah, I think. I think, you know, I don't think he's not a guy you have to worry about. I think it's just, you know, trying to see who's going to kind of fill that role beside him. You know, yeah. is it going to be um, our guy? What's our guy's name from Oklahoma? Uh, Brady Manick. Brady. Is it going to yeah. be Brady? I mean, he had another – he had a monster game off the bench. He's so last good. Game. So good. Yeah. I think he's a guy that I really think is going to be pivotal for us. You know, he's, yeah. he knows how to play the game. He can stretch the floor, but he also can play with his back against the yeah. basket. Um, uh, you know, obviously, like I said, Caleb had a big game um, this past this past um, game against College of Charleston. I'm excited. You know, I think that's what always makes a team like you know the you know Carolina so good is you just never know. You know, I mean, obviously, you know you're gonna have you know your two or three guys that are always you know what they're gonna give you, but you got yeah. guys that are just so talented, you know, mm. um, any night can go off, uh, which is why I think, you know, you kind of hit at it is defense will be our biggest thing. Massively. Is, you know, when you play that fast, you know, you're playing that many possessions, you know, you just got to get a handful of stops and you know you're going to be able to probably win a game. So that's that's what we got to do. And everybody knows people get up for Carolina. Dudes always had their, dudes always okay. had their best games against Carolina. So everyone wants to beat hope. us. Everyone wants to beat us. Exactly. I think Brady. I think Brady said that Charleston game. There was guys in the in the stadiums who were wearing Duke shirts just to rile us up. <laughs> For and sure, stuff. Um, I believe. Everyone just wants to to go at yeah. us. So yeah, we are. We we've got a target on our backs, and everyone wants yeah. to go. So um, you mentioned it, RJ. RJ, I think uh, he was my preseason. Like he's going to be. He's going to be our superstar. I think he can yeah. really. Obviously, we talk about Caleb Armando and everything, but yeah. RJ, like that guy, really, really impressed me. He impressed me yeah. last year so much. So um, I'm super excited for him. But you mentioned then defense. Now, before the season started, I got a lot of I got a lot of hate on Twitter one day um, because I basically predicted my lineup, and my lineup was going to be Caleb, RJ, yeah. Leaky, Brady, and Mundo for the first game. I was right. Just saying, yeah. two weeks before it came out, and everyone's like, "Why are you putting Leaky in there?" And this is the reason yeah. why. I read a stat about the Charleston game. Their best player was two of 17 yeah. against there. Leaky was on him. That's why Leaky Black starts. Um, yeah. The guy gets too much hate on social media. A lot of our players yeah. get hate on social media. But um, I think defense is going to be massive for us. And Leaky, Mondo with six blocks um, last game, that is yeah. going to be That's the impressive. answer for it. Yeah, I've always been a huge, you know, obviously I didn't mention him. But I've always been a huge fan of Leaky. I just love um, – I love – I think he has a great um, head on him. I think he knows the game. You know, obviously, like you said, he, he received a lot of hate for whatever reason. I mean, it doesn't come from people that I think truly know the game. Yeah. And 
you know, a guy like him who is this his senior year? Does he get another senior, year yeah. because of, because uh, of COVID? Well, I think they all get, they all do get, okay. uh, they, they potentially okay. can have another year. Yeah. yeah. But he's a, he's the senior. Um, yeah. I think, you know, you know, obviously he has an abundance of experience. He's played in big games. Um, and I think he's, I think guys like him will, will, will always thrive because, mm-hmm. you know, um, he's able to defend, you know, yeah, um, teams need guys like that. They're going to be, they're going to be able to compete for a championship. Yeah. You know, guys that are willing to say like, all right, listen, I may only get, you know, I'd be interested to know his shot totals for the last yeah. three games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he's even taken over 10 shots yeah. in the last three games. I don't think he is you from know? looking at the box score. I don't think he's exactly. Yeah. But you know, it's- the team is winning and that has a lot to do with a guy like him. And like, I think I even saw a, a quote from Hubert saying, you know, the guys that start are the guys that are going to really lock yep. in and defend. That's what he said um, before, before the season started, basically yeah. whoever is defensively works in practice yeah. are the ones who are going to be starting. So, yeah. So, and I back to your your RJ. I think RJ will definitely uh, thrive because of the talent that he's surrounded with. You know, yeah, of course, he's gonna. You know, if 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 he's not scoring twenty, he's getting 10, 12 assists. You know, yeah, exactly. He's he's dropping it off to all the shooters, guys at the rim, and uh, you know, you got K Butter's jersey in the background. You know, he's yeah. another guy that just of course thriving. Yeah, there we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, he's um, yeah, Kendall. Yeah, he's my favorite player of all time. He yeah. was, yeah, he's a he's a different different beast. Um, yeah. but RJ, yeah, RJ just he just came up big, and I compared him last season. I wrote an article about comparing freshman RJ and freshman Marcus Page, which is a big yeah. name to give him. But a lot of people, yeah. a lot of people can see that. A lot of people are comparing him to Joel Berry as well. Yeah. Um, but like Caleb Love, like. That first time, first game, he's he's on 19 points per game at the moment. So he's lead, he's our leading scorer. Oh, and yeah. um, yeah, big, big numbers. Uh he's uh he put a team on his back early first game. Like yeah. he it was like, all right, this is Caleb's team. Okay. And then yeah. Mondo came out, all right, this is Mondo's team. Um yeah. but the, those two, um, I love when we have a a guard and a big, as always, like the stars. We had you and yeah. you and Marcus. Um, we had, yeah. uh, we'll say Kendall and John. Um, yeah. We had uh, Joel and Bryce. So like, yeah. or Marcus and Bryce, yeah. and like, there's we always have that partnership. So I really, yeah. I love that. Um, uh, with the free transfers, Brady Manick, um, Dawson Garcia, and Justin McCoy. Justin McCoy hasn't yeah. played that played that much compared to yeah. Brady and Dawson. But Brady and yeah. Dawson coming in, these guys are superstars. Like yeah. they're exciting. Did you did you get to play pickup this summer? Um, I got to play one time. <laughs> got okay. to play right before I left. I was, you know, I was testing out the legs, seeing how yeah. they <laughs> um, But yeah, you know, those guys, like in 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 their, you know, in their respect, you know, those are very Justin Justin as well. You know, yeah. he goes to anywhere else, you know, he's a starter, you know, as 30 that. minutes a night. Um and I think that just goes to show you, you know, you named RJ, you named Caleb, um, you named Mondo, and then you got guys like, you know, Brady and Dawson, guys that are still, you know, like it's their first year at Carolina, you know, yeah, they're still getting probably acclimated. And I think um, no matter what happens, you know, to against Purdue or Villanova, win or lose, I think we you have to be excited for, um, you know, the direction we're headed, you know, with these guys. And 
I think you just hope everybody can continue to buy in, you know, because, you know, I guarantee you Justin will help us win us a game. All if right, not man. more. You know, he'll help us nice. Brady will help us win multiple games. You know, Dawson yeah. will have games where he'll, you know, put the team on his back. You know, yeah, obviously we know what, you know, the guys, RJ and Mondo, um, have done for us, Caleb have done for us thus far, but it's a long season. Yeah. So, Mate, yeah, there's, we're deep. I think that's fair to say. Like, we're sure. really deep. And when people for talk sure. about it, you go back to, I've still got Kerwin. We've still got Justin. Yeah. And there's like, yeah. mate, it's we didn't even name Kerwin. That's crazy. We didn't mate, name exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, um, yeah, he's super exciting. Kerwin's funny. Yeah. Kerwin's a funny one. Like, a lot of people, like, I see a bit of Kawhi in Kerwin. Like, Kerwin, yeah. Kerwin's just a bit, fo- he's really focused. Yeah. And, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Mate, we're deep. We're real deep. All yeah. right, quickly before we end um, and go yeah. into the final segment, Coach Davis. So obviously yeah. hired this year. In my opinion, early on, I was like, "This is the right guy. He's the perfect yeah. hire for us." Um, and then he's proved it through how he recruited in the summer yeah. and and the start of this year and everything. How have you seen Coach Davis start of his career as North Carolina head coach? Uh, I mean. It's so hard for me to even look at HD as the head coach. If I'm oh, wow. Honest. Okay. Just because I just, I mean, just because of the relationship I have with him, you know, like Hubert was like a real big mentor to me when I first got on campus before he even became um, the assistant. You okay, know? great. Um, just him and his, you know, his family, Miss Leslie um, is really, is, you know, my wife is really close with his wife. Um, so, I mean, I've, I mean, he could lose every game and I'm still going to be, you know, like he did yeah. a great job, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but obviously that's not how it works. But, uh, man, I think he's done. I mean, like you said, he's done um, a phenomenal job. I mean, just in the, um, you know, the, the staff that he built. Yeah. The guys oh, he brought so up, good. As well yeah. as you know, the guys that he brought in in terms of players, mm. uh, you know, I think it's just, you know, you can't help but, you know, as, as a fan, but also as, you know, a member, uh, you know, alumni, you can't help but just um, be proud, you know. Um, like I said, win or lose, you know, that's all you can ask for is the way that he, they represent the university, the people yeah. that he brings in, they represent the university. And the way the guys play, they go out there and they play hard and they leave it all out there. Yeah. So just excited. I just, you know, obviously I want to fast forward to March yeah. just to – know see how we're doing there but you know it's a journey it'll take time you know um carolina it's not a secret you know carolina's kind of you know struggled a little bit the last couple years um Mm -hmm. but that's 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 what happens you know it's hard to really maintain um the level of excellence you know where you're putting up banners every year yeah and not have a drop off when you have guys that are leaving to go to the nba so um but in terms of you know how he's done i think he's um, definitely just exceeded um, everyone's expectations. And can you imagine? I mean, like, I was, as a friend to Hubert, I was honestly kind of like, man, do you really want to take that? You know, like, that's uh, just that's yeah. a hard job. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. One of the like, biggest if, jobs in basketball. Who's, yeah, like, if not the one of, yeah, for sure, like you said, one of the biggest jobs in basketball. And that comes with a lot of pressure. But I think that just shows, you know, his um, – his confidence level, not only in himself, but in the people that he brought in alongside of him and mm-hmm. helping him, um, you know, build this program 
not build it, but just continue the success that this program yeah, is about to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mate, um, yeah, I'm excited. I think I think Coach yeah. Davis has done is done super well. It's an exciting year to be a yeah. Tar Heel fan. We said this uh, preseason yeah. um before. So yeah, he's he's impressing us. So mate, the only way is up. Mm-hmm. First big challenge is this weekend. Um for sure. And we'll see how we go against like yeah. a ranked his first ranked yeah. opponent opponent. So yeah. they were good. All right, we're going to round up this podcast because this is your first time on the show. I do everything with everyone who's been on uh, first time. It's called Tar Heel Teammates. And okay. how this works is basically I'm going to ask you some questions on the guys you played with when you were at Carolina. And the question, the answer can either be yourself. You can give yourself as the answer or it could be a teammate. All right. Okay. <laughs> so this is James McAdoo's Tar Heel Teammates. Question number one, who was the best dancer at Carolina? Oh, Leslie McDonald. <laughs> no question. Les, man. Easy. Les was the best dancer. Envious, honestly, because I'm like, man, bro, I wish I could dance like that. <laughs> I spoke Ooh. to him, spoke to him a couple months ago, yeah. and I do try and speak to him. And I'm like, bro, when jump around comes on in the car, yeah. like, do you do you still move? Uh, and like, mate, he uh yeah, he's good. Great. He's a good guy. Yeah. All right. Who was the biggest joker on the team? Oh, the biggest joker. Probably, uh, I think, dang, I think PJ. PJ. PJ was always, I mean, it's just, and and I loved it because I was, I mean, we, we came in together. Yeah. I mean, we, we basically, you know, I've known PJ since I was 12, 13 years old, playing against each other at AU. Then we get recruited together. We committed to Carolina, you know, playing against each other in high school. But, you know, so I've known him for so long. Dude, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Always got a smile, always laughing. Oh man, he was, you know, we had some funny times. PJ, most definitely. Mate, unbelievably talented yeah. player as well. Unbelievably yeah. talented. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Who was who was the biggest moaner? Who moaned the most? That wide. Oh man, who's the biggest? <laughs> um I'm gonna have to throw I, I gotta throw some man, probably me to be honest. I'm not gonna throw anybody. <laughs> No, that's, fair. that's fair. Probably, I, I'm not going to throw under the bus. But All I, right. Okay. Yeah. Question here, though. Who was most likely to get told off by Coach Williams? Oh man, <laughs> boy. Well, since I can't say Leslie, I can't say PJ because I already said their name. So, <laughs> oh man, I used to probably probably uh, Baden. Baden used to. Sometimes it wasn't even his fault, but I think sometimes he used to just get under coach's skin. Yeah. And he had been there. When I got there, I think that was Baden's junior year. I think that was his junior year. Yeah. So, I mean, like any relationship, you know, just like me, probably by the, you know, by my junior year, coach was always yelling at me. You know, know, the longer you didn't get my wife, the way she yells at me now is no, you know, she never used to yell at me back in the day. (laughs) Easier. The shorter the fuse is. Hey, that's yeah. fair. Baden, Baden said himself um, as well. Yeah. Uh, he understood that. I think the jersey in him right. says came out and they just clashed yeah. a couple times. And uh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah Baden says yeah. himself as well. All right. There's one of my favorite questions. Who was Coach Williams' golden child? Who was his favorite? Oh, man. Um, probably, I want to probably two guys. Okay. Probably Joel James. I'm, I'm, I'll just say Joel. I've never seen somebody 
be like be like so quickly ascend to yeah. coaches with like golden child as fast as the world did. Nice. Like, he got there in like summer school. Like wow. He did like summer school. You know, I think that was I think he came in right after me. So this he is my did. this is my this is like going into my sophomore year. And uh like he was already coaches just he coached just <laughs> loved Joel. <laughs> he sits in the front of the classroom and He's he's emailing the professor happy birthday. And I'm like, hey, I'm like, I'm like, come on, I'm like George, I'm like, come on, young fella, you making me look bad, man. <laughs> mate. You can't not love Joel though. Like Joel is such a like, mate. Yeah. What a guy. Um, like, yeah, what a guy. What a guy. One of the best human beings I know. Oh, mate, that's a great Joel. answer. That's a great answer. No one's mentioned Joel before. I've like, I've Joel. got, I've had people from different eras. I've only had a couple of guys yeah. from your era. So Joel's a Great one. All right. Yeah. Final question. And I'm going to ask this to you a little bit different because you're a Carolina fan. All right. Yeah. What is your all-time starting five for UNC? So not just your years, all-time. Oh, man. Yeah, tough one. I didn't give you any pre-warning for that. Oh. I mean, so so obviously it won't – like for me, it's not necessarily like the greatest, you know. Okay, um, fair. But just as a fan – Oof. It's tough, man, because it's like I know these some of these guys, but like I also I'm gonna say I'm gonna put Sheed up there. Sheed yep. is Sheed is in my group, man. Yeah. Just from his time at Carolina, his time in the pros. I'm throwing I'm throwing Sheed in there. Um I'm gonna throw Marcus in there too. You yeah. know, obviously like I play with Marcus, but I was a fan, like I got to like watch him. As a pro, you know, like when I was in the NBA, that 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 next two years, you know, watching him, all time three point, all time three point, yeah, like scoring yeah. list. So, so being able to like play with him, but also witness him, nice uh, from afar was really cool. Um, I gotta put my boy the Black Falcon in there. Yeah, um, nice guy. Um, so I mean, I'll be, I have to put the goat in there. Of course, I gotta put George in there. Of course. And probably the last one I put Vince. Vince. Thought, you know, Max. Vince was just amazing. You know, like he was when I think it was Shaman threw the alley to him off the backboard in the hundred year anniversary game. Like I was literally on the baseline. And when I saw that, I was like, Man, this is just like crazy. Like, I just I'm coming to Carolina. Cool. You knew Ben. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Vince's exactly. dunk. Yeah, Wonderful. so those are my five guys, man. Uh, as a fan, obviously. Yeah, of course. You know, just um, you know, Marcus, Sheed, MJ. Um, who else did I say? I said uh, Marcus. Harrison. HB, Black Falcon. Um, who's having a heck of a year. Oh, mate. Year. Oh, yeah. so good to see. Like, yeah. so good. Like, so honestly, most improved. I'm yeah. putting him up there already. There's a lot yeah. of guys who have really improved, yeah. but he's he's in the yeah. he's in the name. He's he's yeah. he's getting nominated for sure. Yeah. So I just if their team can have just a little bit of success, that would be awesome for him. Yeah, for sure. Uh-oh. Mate, well, you got Marcus Page, Michael Jordan, yeah. Harrison Barnes, Vince Carter, Rashid Wallace. Yeah. Like, mate, that's not a bad lineup at all. Yeah. So, mate, mate I appreciate it. Thank you so much for your yeah, time today. Yeah. Mate, it's Absolutely. been good. So, when, when, when's your next game? So, we don't play until December 6th. That's what so. I thought. I thought there was a bit of a break. Yeah, we got a little bit of a break here. So, I'm just. What's your plan? Rest- um, Narcos season one, two, and three. <laughs> so we'll Kidding. see. See how far I can make it. <laughs>
mate. Super, mate. That's brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I say, it's been been an honor having you on. Yeah. I thank everybody. So thank you so much for yeah. your time at Carolina. Um, yeah. like you gave us lots and lots of memories. I'm gonna enjoy looking back on all these dunks and getting these into yeah. the into the into yeah. the video as well. So um, yeah. yeah, I appreciate it, mate. And I'm looking forward to covering you this year uh, in Japan. Yeah. And yeah, I wish you all the success in the playoffs yeah. um, end of the year. Yeah, uh, thank and thank you, seriously, man. Uh, thank you, thank mate. the fans. Only reason I came on here was obviously for you and the fans, you know. Um, and thank you for just you know keeping up with guys like myself that you know it might be a little harder for people to see where we are in life. Yeah, um, yeah. So I say thank you on behalf of myself and all the other guys playing overseas for what you're doing. I appreciate that, and that's what I yeah. try to, and that's a big part of it because yeah. you you were massive for us and your three years at Carolina, yeah. but. We don't stop cheering you on. We're still yeah. going to be your fans yeah. as fans throughout Thank your career. So that's why I really want to try and bring all of your, what you're doing in Japan yeah. to, to the fans. Wow, so, man, I appreciate it. All right, then, buddy. Yeah. We'll catch up soon. Cheers, buddy. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Tar Heel Show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Also, follow wherever else you get your podcasts. If you want to submit a question to the Tar Heel Show, make sure you follow at British Tar Heel on Twitter and send a direct message there. But until next time, go Heels!